This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, June 12th. 2020, and we'll, we've all been watching the market pretty volatile this week, pretty pretty huge day yesterday, I'm sure Justin talked about it a while, uh, and you know, it was interesting to give it a little bounce, no one expected to retrace all of it lost yesterday, that was just not going to happen, and it was in doubt whether it was going to bounce, it bounced up nicely in the morning, gave it all back, and then by the last hour or so, it, it then came back, came back up. Did you get all excited about this big move up? Because we have determined that this still is a bull market move, the move from the bottom, in a bear market. In other words, we're in a bear market, and this is a very strong bull market move in this bear market. The only way it cannot be a bear market is when it breaks through the old highs. Now, the NASDAQ did, but the S&P and the, and the, and the S&P 500 and the Dow 30 did not, and neither did the, the New York Stock Exchange Index, the broader exchange index. But it was very interesting. It's been a very enlightening, very unusual situation. Just expect more volatility. You're going to have to learn to deal with more volatility. And I, I heard that call yesterday, uh, call into Justin, and, you know, he was talked a long time, wasn't sure, and Justin gave very sound advice you know, if you can't, if you can't comfortably, non-emotionally deal with the volatility, you shouldn't be in the market. Or you reduce your exposure to the market to the level that whatever you expose the market, you are still you get to remain calm because it's not enough to hurt you, and you're not worried about it. Because when you get emotional with the market, you make bad decisions. You do. I'm Steve Peasley. I'm here at Invest Talk, ready to take your calls. My company is KPP Financial, based in Irvine, California, and we operate on a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success, and that's sharing with you. Justin Klein and I are a bit different than other investment advisors. As we've mentioned before, we are dedicated to unbiased guidance. We only recommend investment strategies that we implement for ourselves, and we call this parallel investing. Okay, and that's how we prove that we, I buy the same things for me as I do my clients, same time, same price. And trust me, the SEC makes sure I do that when I get audited. They make sure that I do what I say I do. Okay, I'm going to take your calls, everybody. 888-99-CHART. It is Friday, 888-992-4278. We get a couple of days of break, a breather from the market. So maybe you can ask your questions now and we could do. Uh, we could just have a good discussion. I think that'd be great. And of course, you know, uh, Justin Klein and I still can offer our no cost, no obligation portfolio assessments via telephone, Skype, or Jive. We do that. Uh, we, of course, you know, we might be starting our traveling probably later this year. I'm thinking. We'll see. Um, but for the now, we'd love to talk to you about your portfolios. Take a look. Go over it over the phone or Skype. You know, that seems to be the, a much more accepted way to do it than it used to be. So we're just staying up with the times. So if you want to do that, you want us to have a no cost, no obligation of your portfolio, 
send a message to investtalk.com. It's an email, contact us button there. Or you can call KPP Financial Irvine, California, if you want. If you want to learn more, go to investtalk.com. My main talking point today concerns an opinion. Rampant speculation in the stock market thanks to the Fed. An investor's goal is to make money consistently in all market conditions. That means amid rampant speculation, a good or bad economy, a pandemic, and varied Federal Reserve policies, you're still trying to make money. We're going to take a look at that story. I got some other things I want to talk about. I want to talk about the mortgage rates, what they've been doing recently, as recently as this week. I also want to discuss um, why the market sold off yesterday. Why? There's really only one reason. You know, there's one thing you can keep an eye on and you'll know. It's not going to be perfect. No one tells you the exact date, but there is a reason why markets sell off or market goes up. markets go up. We'll talk about that. And finally, something a little lighter. Where should you retire to? If you have unlimited funds, you can decide anywhere in the world. But what if you're on a fixed income? Where can you retire to? How should you make that decision? How do you make that decision? Well, we'll talk about that. I've struggled with that myself, and I've decided I really don't want to retire. But, you know, what would I do? Where would I retire to? Well, it depends on how much money you have, right? So we'll talk about that. The market was up today. The Dow was up 477 points. The Nasdaq was up 96, and the S&P was up 39. It was funny because before I left, uh, before I left the office this morning, before the market was open, my wife told me the market's going to be up 500 points today. She likes to guess the direction of the market, so so I had to come home and say, "Well, hon, you were right. 477 is pretty close." Anyways. She always says, uh, she always blames me for not believing her. Well, that's not necessarily true, but she does guess. It's just a guess. Anyways. Okay, as you'll probably notice, Justin and I do our very best to fit as many call questions as we can. So let's do that now. This this call came in earlier on anytime listener line number 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys, I'm Luke, and I'm looking at U.S. Food, USFD is the ticker signal. I don't have a position currently, but I was wondering if you guys could provide some insight. I think it would be an interesting long-term play. Thank you very much. U.S. is in Sam, F. is in Frank, D. is in Dog, everybody. Okay, looking at it. It is a um, obviously a food company. Distributes fresh, frozen, and dry food and non-food products to food service customers throughout the United States. It's a $4.4 billion company. It made, in 2019, it made $2.36 a share. That's the most it's ever made per share for about 10 years. That's all the information I have going back. Uh, 2020, this year, it's going to make $0.30 a share. Next year, $1.42. So it's a $20.21 stock. Um, So looking forward... At $1.42, that makes that P.E. like uh, 15, 14 to 15, which is not necessarily cheap, not expensive, not cheap. That's what the average market is. It is growing in sales between 4 and 10% a, a quarter. So it's still it's growing, which is very positive for this company. It's a pretty conservatively run company. It has cash flow of $4.03, which is very good. A re- ROE, return on equity, is 15%, which is pretty good, not great. And uh, 
I don't know. It, ha- it, it is a well-run company. Um, and it's in the food. I like the food industry simply because even though margins are low, they're anti-cyclical, which I do like. So uh, now it's so looking at the chart. Is it a good buy at $20.21? It got down to 10 in March. I think you just need to be patient. You, it got up to 26. Now it's 20. I think, I think you'll be patient. You might get it at a better price. Okay, uh, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. You're listening to Invest.com, I'm Steve Peasley. And as we watch the economy, the economic activity resume at various levels, and getting more and more and more, I think I can, I can safely say that almost everyone is ready for summer, and people want life to get back to normal. I do, as quickly as possible. So how can you be better prepared for market swings for volatility? We want the market to get back to where it was, right? We should talk about this, and your participation is important. It's part of the mix of the show, as you know. So now I'm here and ready to take your unbiased answers, give, provide you unbiased answers, take your questions. Anything financial, we'll talk about. 888-99-CHART. It's Friday. It's been a volatile week in the markets, and summer will be here in days. You've got finance and investment questions, and Steve Peasley is here live. Call Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for all your investment advice. I wanted to ask about STNG. It's a tanker storage company, so it's been re- really volatile. They store the oil, and I thought, with all the backup, this would be a good good investment. But I've lost a little bit, gone up, gone down. It seems to go like 10 or 20% each day. So just looking for your advice on that one. Thanks a lot. Okay, it's called Scorpio Tankers, Inc., STNG, provides seaborne transportation services for crude oil and petroleum products with a fleet of 126 vehicles. It's a 962 million company, so it's not quite a billion dollar size. Stock price is sixteen dollars and forty cents. It's made seven dollars and seventy one cents. That's what it's going to make this year. Last year, it lost forty ninety four cents a share. The year before, it lost four dollars and fifty six cents a share. The year before that, it lost four dollars and seventy two cents a share. In two thousand fifteen, they made twelve dollars a share. And next year, it's going to supposed to make three dollars and twenty one cents. I'm 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 reading those numbers off because I want you to appreciate how volatile their earnings is. It's dramatic, up and down. Sales are increasing nicely. Okay, it's up thirty percent the most recent quarter, and it's been ranging about fifteen to eighteen percent a quarter for the last year or two. So, but that that too is volatile, up and down. So that's why it's looks cheap. Because investors don't like dealing with that kind of volatility, okay? Based on this year's earnings, if they make $7.71 in a $16 stock, that would normally be very, very cheap. Even $3.21 next year, that would be very, very cheap. But, you know, one year it's going to lose $5, maybe the next year after that. See, see that's why. Uh, this is a stock that you're going to have to ride the roller coaster. I mean, the stock price has got up to as much as $124 a share and as low as $14. So at $16.40, this is probably near a low. 
And we have plenty of oil out there, as you know. And this is a transportation services for oil. So I'm not sure. I had had to do some more studying. I'm not sure. It is inexpensive, but you're going to take It's a big risk. Let's just put it that way. It's a big risk to take. Okay. Okay. Rampant speculation in the stock market. You, you ain't seen nothing yet. That's thanks to the Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve. Okay. Why? What's going on? Well, the Federal Reserve, no, the Chairman Powell just said that he's going to keep interest rates through 2022 at very low rates. He's not even going to think about thinking about raising rates. That's what he said. We're not even thinking about thinking about raising rates. Through 2022, it's going to leave near zero. That's what he said. Now, normally that's extremely bullish for the market, but the markets instead, the day after he announced that, the market sold off big time. So why would that happen? What this tells you is the market's going to be extremely volatile. This should tell you that the Fed thinks the economy is going to take longer to recover than everybody else thinks. Um, that's probably why the market fell, even though the Federal Reserve is putting in an unprecedented amount of cash liquidity. I mean, they're expanding their balance sheet. And that one, of the reason, one, of, one of the things that that does when they expand their balance sheet, it affects mortgage rates. And that's going to be another talking point before the end of the show that I want to discuss. On the next Invest Talk, this story. The real reason for the market's 7% plunge shouldn't surprise anyone. One analyst says it happens every time. Well, that story's going to be Monday. I was going to maybe get to it today, but maybe we'll get to it today, maybe Monday. But now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Friday, and the COVID-19 pandemic has caused financial disruptions around the world. But you've got an asset portfolio to protect and grow, so you'll have finance and investment questions. Steve Peasley is here, and he's taking your calls live. Call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. Okay, let's go to Ellie in New York. Wants to talk about gold. Or hey there, Eli. Yeah, uh, it's pre- Sorry, Eli. specifically uh, gold miners. So it looks like gold miners have been trading in a range for about the last uh, month or so. Uh, and I'm not really sure. Uh-huh. I know they're hedging against inflation, but it seems like they're moving pretty much in line with equity. They, they went down a lot yesterday with the sell-off, and they were kind of holding right here. I'm curious what your short-term view is in the next, let's uh-huh. say, six months for gold miners. Next six months? I think gold will be up in six months. Gold miners will be up in six months. Um, you're right. Take a look at gold. If you look at the GDX, which is the ETF of the gold miners index, everybody, you'll see that that, remember, these are miners, so they're stocks. That went down with the market in March. But notice how much it recovered. It recovered much more than the market. And now it's still above the old high that was made just before the fall of March. So, it does move with stocks, uh, uh, Eli, but I think it will be higher uh, by the end of the year. And one of the reasons why, why I'm kind of up on gold is because of the dollar. If you looked at the dollar, the dollar spiked the last couple of days. But if you look at a long, you know, for the last month, it's done nothing but go down. 
So the dollar value, the dollar, I think, is going to be the driver. I think the dollar will weaken further. Eli, appreciate the call. Thank you. Let's go to Art Menlo Park. How you doing, Art? Uh, you want to talk about insurance companies? Uh, no, actually, I wanted to ask Art? You about. Um, hello, hi, Steve. Yeah, Art, go hello. ahead. Yes, I just wanted to ask you about yes. uh, go. Ameritrade, uh, SIPC uh, okay. insurance on each account. Yes. I've got two accounts, one an IRA and one a regular account. And um, I was just wondering if the uh, SIPC insurance is... Um, is that like uh, five hundred thousand on each? Now that's a good question. You know, I looked this up some couple of years ago, and I'm trying to remember. I believe it is on each type of account, but I don't want to say that. I'm gonna to have to look that up. I don't want to say that with all all that like, confidence. SIPC is what five hundred thousand uh, dollars. Uh, TD right. Ameritrade also has higher uh, higher insurance than that itself, but you're asking just for the government-backed insurance if it's higher, uh, if it's on each individual account. Uh, Art, I'll look that up, and I'll, get, I'll but before the end of the show, maybe at the half hour in a few minutes, I'll look that up during the break and see if I can't find out for you. Uh, Thanks for the question. call, Art. Appreciate it. Sorry, Art, we're getting close to the break. Each Friday, I quickly run through some key benchmarks. The 10-year Treasury yield was at 0.69%, 0 0.69%. Uh, the two years at 0.18, so the yield curve is normal. Gold was at $17.48 an ounce, $1,748 an ounce, $1,748. Oil's at $36 a barrel. Now, it continues to be on pressure. Too much oil in storage produces, producers are still drilling. And uh, I, I think oil is kind of high for the amount of oil we have out there, especially for the weakness of our economy and other economies around the world. So just be careful of oil right now. Gasoline at a national level is $2.09 a gallon. California, $2.98. So, and if you fill it up in Oklahoma, drive out to Oklahoma and fill up your tank, it's $1.81 per gallon. Not too bad. So let me try to fit, uh, fit in another quick uh, voice bank question. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. Just wanted to call and say thank you again for all your great insight. Um, I'm calling about a stock called ProShares Ultra Bloomberg. The ticker symbol is UCO, and I'd just like to get your guys' input on it and just to see where I can go from there. Thank you. Love the show. You guys have a great day. Justin and I both don't care for leveraged ETFs. This is an exchange-traded fund corresponding to twice the daily performance of the Bloomberg West Texas Crude Oil Sub-Index. So it's tracking oil, oil prices. Okay, and it's doing it with the 200% leverage. The reason why we don't like leverage, besides the tracking error, it doesn't quite do what they say it's going to do. Is also I don't we don't like it because of the complexity and they these stocks these ETS don't own oil don't own underlying equity or or, or stock or or commodity whatever they is they are trying to leverage they don't necessarily own it they don't usually own it they have what they have is agreements counterparty agreements. And they're very confusing, very complex, and I just don't trust them. 
Maybe that's what I should say. I just don't have, I just don't have comfortable with them. Thank you for the call. If you listen to Invest Talk regularly, you know that we talk about the importance of interest rates and their effect on our economy. The Federal Reserve has said that it intends to keep rates near zero for two plus years. So as we go to break, here's a trivia question. The concept of interest rates on borrowed money is not a creation of modern world. Looking back over the centuries, how far back can historical economists trace interest rates for loans? I'll have the answer uh, after the break, everybody. But now we are taking your market and financial questions live, 888-99-CHART. At the start of each new day, we are presented with opportunities. The chance to learn better ways of doing things. The prospect for establishing stronger business connections. But as you go about your daily routine, there's one task, one challenge you should not put off the need to plan for and work toward achieving financial freedom. That point in the future when your money, your assets are working for you while you work only if you want to. Getting from here to there to your idea of financial freedom is possible. However, serious investors eventually recognize that unless they can afford to devote the time and efforts required to thoroughly understand market dynamics, to properly balance, optimize, and maintain their portfolios, expert guidance will be essential. The moment that spark of reality hits, you will want to consult with Steve Peasley and Justin Klein of KPP Financial in Irvine, California. KPP Financial consultations are unbiased, offered without cost or obligation, and designed to help guide individuals toward their ultimate financial objectives. The next highly beneficial step for your investing future can start when you reach out to Steve or Justin via Skype, a phone call, or a quick message through investtalk.com. You are listening to InvestTalk. We've seen the markets go up, then down, sideways, and around. It's called volatility. And if you're a serious investor, you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Beasley. He's here now taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay, I asked a trivia question. The concept of interest rates. How long ago have, were they? How long have they been around? Okay, uh, pretty far, by the way. So today we have we live in a very low interest rate environment, as you know, where the cost of borrowing for government and institutions is lower than historical average. His, historical researchers have been able to construct a chart that tracks interest rates across the world cultures all the way back to 1350. In other words, medieval times, the 12th century. The plot of chart reveals that the cost of debt, money, had never been cheaper for governments to borrow than it is today. And I'm talking about a chart, a ch a chart ranging seven, 670 years. So it's a long-term chart. Examples, Genoa, Italy, which was founded in the 16th century. But by 1619, Geno Genovese bankers provided Spanish royal family with credit. How much do they charge for that? 1.1%. 
1640 in Holland, there was so much confidence in the country's public debt that it made the refinance of outstanding debt with a much lower interest rate possible. How much? 5%. 1752, the British government converted all its outstanding debt into one bond in order to reduce the interest rate paid. Five years later, the annual interest rate of the stock dropped dropped to 3% from 5% that they had to pay. In 1870, the United States Congress, 1870 now, passed an act authorizing three separate funded government securities with redemption privilege after 10 15, and 30 years. So that was the beginning, everybody, of the U.S. Treasury bills. Now, that's the, and, you know, they are the modern benchmark for interest rates. So today, interest rates are at the generation lows, and they are also at 670-year historical lows. Think about that. 670 years historical low. That's what our, our government debt is right now. Let's go to Jessica in San Diego. How are you doing, Jessica? Oop, I'm not Hi, good afternoon, Steve. Uh, yeah, good. I'm doing thank good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Okay. Um, I am calling regarding my my rollover IRA. Okay. Um, I have invested uh, 44% of my equity and then... Uh-huh. 31% of the one fund. And then I have, a, I have a cash sitting in my rollover IRA right now for okay. about 25%. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I have, you know, I have uh, allocated the right um, category of this percentages that I, that okay. I have put my money in. So, so I'm just ask, wondering ask, what will yeah. be the um, with this I don't know recession right now and I'm, I'm not sure where to put this money of this 25 percent seating as cash. Okay, okay. Well, what what you do with that 25 percent really is a function of how much risk do you want to take? Are you close to retirement? Is that why you rolled it over from a 401k or 403b into an IRA? Are you in retirement? Jessica? I'm 56. Okay, 56 or 66? 56. 56. So you're still fairly young and not that close to retirement. Do you are you feeling are you comfortable with the stock market risk? Are you comfortable with that or is it too scary for you? Um, I'm I'm comfortable with it. Okay, so then the cash that you have, you should probably slowly enter the market like on a dollar cost average basis, put some a certain amount every two weeks or every month into the market going forward. Uh, we're in a bear market still, but at some point we'll come out of bear market. The market has an upside bias to it, and I think over the next few years it's going to go higher. Okay, so... I would probably just enter uh, enter an index fund slowly over the next few months uh, um, because I think summer we're going to see the bottom of this market in during the summer if we haven't already seen it. 
But I don't think it's going to go straight up from here. You know, we had a very strong move up. I think it's going to give some of that back. How much? No one knows. But while it's giving it back, I would put some money into the market as we go forward. Now, if you if you if the market is too risky for you, there's other things you have to do. But it sounds like you're comfortable with the market. Jessica, thank you for the call. Let's go to Ted in Georgia. He wants to talk about is that Schlumberger. Yeah, yes, Steve. Uh, good evening. <clears throat> Thanks for taking my call. Um, I've been a longtime shareholder of Schlumberger um, since its uh, tech, uh, oil field services and technology consulting reservoir characterization. I've always liked how it performed relative to the oil companies, the you know extraction production companies in a bad market. But it's uh, it got hit badly with everything else, um, sitting on a sizable loss. And I was wondering what your thoughts were for the next uh, three to five years for Schlumberger. Well, I do think that they'll recover. Uh, Schlumberger, uh, it's a big company out of Houston, provides technology services, project management, information solutions to to the petroleum industry worldwide. So it's not a driller. It's not drilling, but it provides services. Mostly that's what it does. And they're still going to need that. It's a $26 billion company. It's not small. Pays a pretty hefty dividend and has a pretty healthy cash flow to support that dividend. So I think, I think we have a surplus of oil, right? We do. We know we do. And that surplus of oil is going to have to be uh, soaked up by less drilling and or more demand. And either way, I think Chambolier will be fine. But it did get hit pretty hard with this most recent downstroke because oil got hit so hard. But I, I think I would probably hold on to it at this point. It has a nice dividend, so I'd probably hold on to it. SLB is a symbol, everybody. The KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed to subscribers this morning and is packed with helpful information because I try to pack it. Okay, so the first section is called the Market Condition Sections, and I explain, reason this newsletter, along with listeners to our podcast and radio show, know that we have been warning for months Volatility is not going away and that it will be occurring in both directions, up and down. Yesterday, following weeks of exclusively up volatility, we saw how quickly things can turn. The down volatility. It's a roller coaster ride, everybody. Just expect more. It is possible that investors and traders will begin to look at the fundamentals again. Maybe that's what's going to happen. Because there certainly had no reason for the market to rise like it did. There was no fundamental reason. It was all speculation that we're going to get back to a strong economic, uh, a strong economy sooner than later. And I think the Federal Reserve kind of, kind of put a little kibosh on that. Even be, why they said they're going to, to supply liquidity, huge liquidity for the next couple of years. It's one of the reasons. If they're supplying huge liquidity for the next couple of years, they must need must think that it's needed. And Powell did say that uh, the economy is going to take a while to recover. Portfolio management section. Talk about the massive swings in the market over the past 20 years and how to ride those waves and whether or not you are you have the, you know, the, the uh, fortitude, because remember there's fear and greed. You've got to have the fortitude and the skills to perceive market sentiment, what direction it's going to go. So, your, your job as an investor is not to follow the crowd. That's what I said in that portfolio management section. If everyone at your weekend uh, 
cocktail party is talking up uh, top of, up an investment saying, oh, look, look at this investment. It's so great. It's done so well. I'm really making a killing. I'm making so much money. If you hear that kind of talk, you should go sell it, whatever they're talking up. Go the other way. It's very common. And the stock ideas. Talking about a generic branded drug maker in there that, you know, looks interesting. It has issues, but I think it looks interesting and the price is really low. And the biggest issue we have going hanging overhead that no one's talking about recently is the opioid crisis. So that's made several drug companies very inexpensive. So you're going to have to be very, very careful because they look cheap, but they got a lot of litigation overhanging their, their head. So just be aware. That was one of the companies I talked about. Uh, Consumer Watch. Well, it's interesting. This I took from some personal experience. I tried to book uh, seats for seven of us traveling up to Washington State for over the weekend, bringing some relatives with me. And so Susanna, my wife, Suzanne, and I tried to book flights. You should have seen it. They were jumping all around, cost trying to get, it was terrible. Took us hours, two hours, two plus hours. So I looked into it, and I just want you to know, booking a flight is not going to be as simple as you might think it would be. You would think they'd be desperate to get you on board. The prices are fluctuating wildly up, up, not down. And trying to get a seat, man, very difficult. So that's what I talked about in the uh, Consumer Watch. You can get seats, but they got, you know, COVID, uh, something I think is silly in an airplane, you know, trying to keep your social distance away from a person in an airplane, that's pretty difficult to do. So, anyways, uh, take a look. Uh, take a look. That newsletter comes out every Friday. Every Friday. Lots of valuable information. We call it the KPP Premium Newsletter. It's easy for you to subscribe. Go directly to investtalk.com. And after subscribing, you'll see the full report every Friday directly in your inbox. If this information raises some questions in your mind, I really do encourage you to reach out to Justin or myself at KPP Financial. You can call our Irvine office, send us an email, any way you want to get a hold of us. Okay? Investtalk.com. So let's keep moving. Here comes another voice bank question, this time from Florida. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Eduardo from Florida again. To start off, I want to thank you guys for answering my question about AT&T. I have bought more shares since then. I am holding it for the dividend as recommended. But uh, my question actually is, how will all these riots, all these lootings in Atlanta, uh, Minneapolis, et cetera, et cetera, how will all these lootings, because I feel like they will, affect the market? I've seen after the Target got burned down, Target stocks actually went up rather than me thinking it would go down. I'd just like to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Once again, love the show. And thank you for everything that you do. Okay, a week or two ago, I don't remember exactly, I, I talked about this as one of the talking points on the show. And at that time, I went back to, to in history and looked at the markets, and they will not affect the market one way or another, these riots and looting and stuff. They, do, they have not in the past, and it doesn't look like they're going to do it in the future. So I wouldn't worry about them. You stay focused on buying good, solid companies at reasonable prices and just stay focused. 
okay, and what you, what you're, how you're managing your portfolio. Try not to pay attention to the riots and so on and so forth. Remember, they may destroy property, but that property is going is to be rebuilt. Not all of it, but try not to let it uh, affect your investment strategy at all. Okay. Mortgage rates are still at or, at or near record lows. 30 years, 3.2%. 15 years at 2.62%. Record low was at the end of May at 3.15 for 30 years. So 3.21 to 3.15 was the lowest. They were starting to come up. Do you remember that they started to creep up? And that all changed this week when Powell said he's going to keep interest rates at or near zero for two plus years. Remember, they... The, the mortgage rates don't really track the Fed funds rate, that 0% that the Fed fund the rate charges, the Federal Reserve charges. The mortgage rate tra- tracks the 10-year Treasury bill. But the Fed also said they will continue to buy mortgage-backed securities. So what does that do? This pumps money back into the mortgage banks. So if they have cash, what are they going to do with that cash? They're going to continue to try to loan that out in mortgages because they have the cash. They don't have the boat, the, the, the mortgage. They don't have the, uh, the they don't, they, they have cash. So they got to get that money making money. And that helps keep a downward pressure on mortgage rates. So we might even get a break of 3% possible for a 30 year fix is possible. So that's uh, that's what I think on the mortgage rates. I mean, if you're this is the greatest time in history to be borrowing money to buy a house. I mean, you can't get much cheaper. You really can't. I mean, it's good for us, the consumers, but of course you got to have a job. Got to have a job. They haven't lowered their standards, which is a good thing. Remember what happened last time they lowered their standards? That was a cause of 2008 uh, economic. Disaster, right? Got to be able to pay the mortgage. So just just keep in mind, mortgage rates are not going up anytime soon. Uh, so you're not you don't have to be a big rush to go out and find a house. Not you know if that's if you're in the market, take your time because rates are not going to go up. Might have trouble finding a house, but rates are not going to go up anytime soon. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and of course we have one goal here: one that's to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work continues right after the break here. Your questions can get in right now at 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, the real reason for the market's plunge should not surprise anyone. That's the opinion of one analyst who says it happens every time. That story, Monday. Now, Steve Peasley is here. He'll be happy to provide unbiased answers, but you've got to call with your questions. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Justin and Steve. Hi, this is Jeff in San Jose. Hey, I'm looking to invest in a stock, trying to get the 5G play, looking to invest this stock in my granddaughter's college fund. It's called CenturyLink, symbol CTL. It's been hitting the lows that go pretty much back to 1992. And again, I'm thinking, like all these stocks, might be a good opportunity. Appreciate everything you guys do. Bye. Okay, CenturyLink, CTL. 
provides local exchange, long-distance network access, broadband services to rural communities in 37 states. It's an $11 billion company, so it's a big cap company. Uh, the biggest wart on this company is it's got lots of debt, lots of debt. Pay a huge dividend, 9.9%. Um, but they have so much debt that, you know, it worries me. They don't. They do have great cash flow to support that debt. Five dollars and seventy-two cents a share. They're going to make a dollar twenty-nine this year and a dollar thirty-five next year. Uh, Eleven, ten dollar, a ten-dollar stock making that thing what a seven PE, and the five-year range is six to twenty-four. So it's a low price compared to its fundamentals. But sales have been falling four to five percent every quarter for the last five quarters. Before that, they were growing. So I'm not sure what's going on there. I don't like buying things where sales are going down. I'd like to find out why. And if that, are they going to turn that around and how they're going to turn that around? Uh, but as far as a solid company, yeah, it's pretty solid. I wanted, I would look at for, I would look at the debt, find out what, where that came from. Why do they have so much? Is it because they built out the 5G and it cost them a lot of money and they had to borrow? They didn't have enough cash flow for that. You know, those kinds of things would you really want to find out. Uh, it's just not for me. I'd rather be a AT&T or a Verizon owner than CenturyLink simply because they're bigger, safer, and I still get great dividends, even though they don't have very much growth. But neither does CenturyLink. Thanks for the call. CTL, everybody. 888-99-CHART. Okay. Um, so why did the market... No, I don't want to go there because that's going to be our Monday one, and I don't want to spoil it. Okay, so here's one. Here's one I was looking at. Where did the stimulus stimulus money go? Remember all that money, those checks you got in the mail? Where'd that money go? Remember, you're stuck at home. You can't spend it. It's very difficult to spend it, even though Amazon, you know, got you know, their business really jumped. But you really can't, you know, couldn't go to movies, couldn't go to show, couldn't go to a sporting event, couldn't go to the beach. So where'd all that stimulus money go? You know what? People saved it. Our average savings rate in the United States is about 8%. Last month, jumped to 15%. Where'd that come from? That extra 7%. Well, probably the stimulus checks. So uh, that kind of, that's not going to help our economy if it stays in the savings account. That's really not why they did that. They were hoping it would, you know, find its way back into the economy, and it still might. With as we open up the open up the, uh, the the various sections of the economy, but I find it very interesting. Banks are sitting on lots of money, lots of idle cash. People are sitting on lots of idle cash right now from the government. That's why maybe it's not so smart for them to pump more money. What are they going to do with that money? They haven't spent the last money they sent them. So I think it's just something that, you know. It's kind of significant that it's almost like a liquidity trap. It's trapped. Money is trapped in these accounts because they can't spend it. There's nothing to spend it on. They, you know, they're, they're stuck. Let's hope that that trap uh, loosens up. You know, I mean, for instance, uh, I usually take my nieces and nephews to the movies every weekend. Somebody, I haven't done that forever. Don't know when that's going to start. There's money that I would spend, not spending it. Going out to restaurants, not really spending it. I mean, some, but not very much, not like I was. 
So I think that's that's what the where the liquidity trap is coming from. I'm Steve Peasley, everybody. Thank you for listening today. I appreciate it. Justin Klein will be here on Monday. I will return Tuesday. And please tell your friends. We have posted a new Best of Call a Question podcast. It can be downloaded now for free at investtalk.com, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all those. Have a great weekend, everybody. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. Invest Talk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1 800 557 5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein, chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.